this show just gets better every episode, I feel like. Well, it kind of brings you like to situations that I don't remember. Of course, I mean, I wasn't alive at the time, but um, I never realized there was a time when she was bigger than him. Yeah, and and that's that's a point that I'm going to get to later on. You know, I know we were kind of wondering, would she have been as big? But there's a lot of times she packed the career because she had oh, to. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. And this episode, we're going to hold on, basically shows that in so many ways. And there's probably a lot of other times that there's been a lot of stuff that happened just like that that the world just didn't know about. And had we had social media and her do the event in Vegas, it would have been all over the news, you know? That would have probably been the end of them. Yeah, exactly. And, like, George, even though he's a legend, he's really not judged the way that artists nowadays are judged because there's so many phones around. So... You know, truth be told, uh, George Jones, the possum, was a spoiled brat. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And like, I wouldn't have liked him. It, it's starting to really come out, you know. Yeah. Um, so, first off, the first show note that I have, I just cannot get over how they did not pick Peanut to play George. He's got his high... He's got that older look that George had back then. Peanut would have been a great George Jones. That's one Don't of get the me wrong. Ones. He's yeah. a great actor. Yeah, and the guy who's playing him now is a good actor, too. N- yeah. Nothing bad about his acting. But if you look at the two, Peanut mm-hmm. looks so much more like him. Yeah. So, what a wild ride. Seems she could have, I don't know. It was baby time in this episode around the 70s. Did you notice he was more worried about his wardrobe? Yeah. And the avocado green. Mm-hmm. Do you have any event in your life where you would really be stressed about what you were wearing versus welcoming your child into the world? Um, if it is a you know, comparison of that, no, I've wore the same shirt to each of my child's uh, 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 birth. It's a baseball okay. shirt. I've wore it. I've wore it both times. For luck. But well, I guess I wore it the first it time. Wednesday? The second time. Well, it was comfortable, and I was afraid I was going to be there all day. So, like, we well, you know, I love this shirt. I'm just going to wear it, and everything went so smooth the first. At that time, I was like, well, I might as well try it again and see if it works. So if it happens again, I'll, odds are I'll wear it then too. But Oh, if it happens again. Yeah, if it were. Okay. Well, you know, the, the waiting room, the only thing that reminded me of today was there was a lot of people there. And that's like with my children. My entire family, they all come out, brothers, sisters, and their kids and all that. And it seemed pretty common, except the fact that it was in the 70s, and you could smoke in the waiting room. You could have KFC. Yeah. 
and a guitar picking going on, you know? Right. Uh, so but what I didn't say that kind of reminded me. Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> that reminded me. My first you know, son was born in 2018. My second one, you know, I was born in the middle of, uh, you know, COVID. So there wasn't anybody in the waiting room during, you know, the second one, the first one, we didn't have time for anybody to get there. That's, that's how quick my first one came. Um, I think we were at the hospital for an hour before she went into labor, like, you know, labor, labor. Yeah. So <clears throat> it was all really quick. But like that crowd reminded me the first time one of my you know, friends in my friend group from high school and you know, college, he was the first one you know, to have a kid. And uh, <laughs> I remember we were all in there with his whole family, his wife's whole family. And I'm not good in those you know, situations because I say things that are, you know, pretty inappropriate and, um, things like, I remember one thing I said, for instance, uh, yeah, so the whole time we were all talking about, well, you know, he's expecting a daughter. So they were all, all excited about that. I said, or, you know, it could be a son. And they were like, well, what do you mean? Cause yeah, we had the uh whatever it's called. And like you could you know, clearly see it wasn't a boy. I said, Well, unless it's like it's daddy and it's got something really, really small, it wouldn't show up. Wow. <laughs> On the ultrasound. And uh yeah. I said that of course it's just a big you know, room full of all my friends and all their wives and girlfriends. And around the corner is his wife's mom and sister. You're a hell of a person to invite to an event. They all got so tickled. Like it made it really awkward. Yeah, I would say so. so. And then after she was born, I said, uh, I said, I can't wait till I see my buddy. I'm not going to say his name just for, because I don't want to, I don't want to call him out, but like i can honestly say i've seen his daughter naked <laughs> oh my gosh so all right but anyway, so, back to george and tammy yeah so as uh as they're welcoming a child into the world which is one of the greatest gifts that god gives she gets some bad news she's gonna have to have a hysterectomy and this is so calm how people end up becoming addicts you know the doctor easily just ups the dose especially back then right it wasn't as big of a deal as it is nowadays i mean nowadays you can hardly get a doctor to write you what they wrote back then so there's no way you can get one now to do that and i mean she's leaning on a doctor which has went to school and got a degree to do what he does so she's trusting it and she's thinking okay well if he ups it i can handle it so as we see she starts down that road and i think it's going to get a little bit more of a picture of it as we go but yeah sure. so that's it's how that happens. The beginning 
Yeah, this is just the beginning of it. And obviously, Sweeney Todd was the one who performed the, uh, you know, hysterectomy because he scissored her up pretty bad. So, yeah. obviously, since she's in that much pain, but. Yeah, and, and we also come to find that, uh, you know, sucking on his teeth is a clear yeah. sign that he's about mm -hmm. to put a drunk on. Um, well, and if you know anybody who's an alcoholic or anybody who is, you know, dependent on some kind of you know, chemical, you know, put like that, everybody has a, you know, like a, I guess, a poker sign, you know, basically. Yeah. That, you know, something's needing to happen. You know, I've been around people and you can see little ticks in their you know, characteristics. They're like, you know, something's going on. Either they are on it then or they want to be on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. well, and another side that we got to see that I really have not found on the Internet or any books about George Jones is how abusive that his father truly was. I mean, he was so abusive that when he went to live with his brother-in-law, and there was an accident that he would have normally got the hell beat out of it for. His brother-in-law embraced him with love and saying, man, it's all right. You know, and like George didn't know how to take that because up until that point, he lived with an alcoholic. All he knew was getting the hell beat out of him. And he, yeah. his daddy used to make him sing, like sing because I'm down and out, I'm blue, I'm pissed off. And that is your job, son. That's it. Yeah. So it's kind of one of them things where you have to really you know, go through hell in order to master something. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody who's extremely talented at you know something is usually because they had to go through hell in order to get to that point. Absolutely. So I think it is one of the you know, characteristics of greatness. Yeah. And, so. you know, he did say happy at home doesn't make hits. His manager did when he met him. You know, we get to see the picture of the notorious John Deere green tractor that um, George mm -hmm. Jones loved to ride around. And the manager came and he basically said, hey, you're letting Tammy pay all the bills because she's getting it done and you're not doing nothing you know and this is when the number is brought up now in 1970 they got an advance from vegas for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. in today's time that exact figure is 5.7 million dollars if, if yeah. it was if it was today and they got mm -hmm. that much i mean that's a lot of money back then it is, and I want to point something out. If you were dealing with anything in Las Vegas that had anything to do with the casino in the 70s or before that, even up until the late 80s, you know, early 90s, all that was being ran by the mafia. All of it. I can so tell. All I, the I people, can tell. Yeah. All mm -hmm. those people who ran Las Vegas during that time were connected well like extremely extremely connected into the mafia well so i'm sure george 
was probably on a list for a little while because in their eyes, he screwed them over. Yeah. You know, she kind of pulled them out of it, I think. And then when he showed up, that probably helped. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been surprised if it hadn't went the way it went. If Mr. Jones wouldn't have got you know, knocked off. <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen it with Elvis, too. It was around the same time, Frank, in that 70s, when Vegas was kind of the place to go. Yeah. And Elvis, he kind of took a raw, well, his manager took a raw deal because he was in with the wrong people. Yeah. So I believe if I was an artist, I would stay out of Vegas, even now. You know, I mean, there's not a lot of good that come from Vegas. Besides, you know, you got like the Shania Twain and the Garth Brooks who puts on like, they're going to be there for four yeah. months, you know. Mm-hmm. That's about the only thing good about Vegas. Have well, you ever there's, been? There's a, lot, there's a lot good about Vegas. It's, I mean, now at the time there wasn't. There is now. You have these little, you know, residencies and they bring in you know, tourists from all over the world who come in at all times of the year because it doesn't ever get cold. So, like, they always have, it, like, an influx of, you know, people. Yeah. Thousands of people just coming in. There are UFC fights. There are boxing matches. Yeah. There is now an, you know, NFL team there. There's there's always something going on. And if you are a musician, it is an easy place to make money. Yeah. Be- because there's got to be a, a ton of people that are going to come to your show. It's just a matter of at that time i'm not sure if i would have made that you know choice i probably would have once i seen the money because i'm sure they weren't making that anywhere else no you know and which also puts him into a downhill spiral as we know um it was pretty funny when he was getting fitted and he's not understanding what a stylist does and Mm. you know just another moment of there's probably not a lot of people that are in the service industry that met George that said that they had a good experience because of as of so far, he's treated almost anybody who works with him or for him like shit. So, you know, I don't know if there's any good stories, you know, I have to say, like when they were showing George and all that, he was so worried about that show in Las Vegas. It reminded me of somebody. Do you want to know who it reminded me of? Who? You. How? He was overthinking all of it. Oh, well. Yeah. (laughs) He was beating himself up. Yeah, he was. Over that show. He was so so nervous and up. It it reminded me of you. (laughs) Yeah. Your internet must be awful. Because you're coming and going sometimes. It's like when you're in the middle of a good story, it's that there. Mm. <laughs> All right, I think uh-huh. you're back. So he, this puts him in the spiral where he starts drinking. He hitches a ride. Now, can you imagine driving down the road and seeing George Jones drunk out of his mind? And then they take a cow prod to get him on the plane. And then even one of mm. his band members say, George doesn't even know where George is. You know, that was peanut. <laughs> yeah, and then he he ends up in um in the in in Vegas. He finally makes it there. 
he's drug out by security to dry out. And this is kind of when George Ritchie kind of begins to start that little extra of a friendship because Tammy didn't have anybody around her that she could trust. And here's George Ritchie. He's, he's, I don't think he's advancing on purpose. I can almost see how they fell in love without it being like he was trying to take George's wife. It just kind of happened. I mean, she's, she's needing a man and here he is. And I don't know if you guys already know this, but that's who she eventually marries and is with till the day she dies. George Ritchie, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great actor, yep. too, the, the guy who's playing him. Yep. And then yep. as they're sitting in the hotel Steve's room, on. as they're sitting in the hotel room, like most great country songs, an experience is turned into a song with We're Gonna Hold On. And I believe they try. And I'm looking forward to the rest of this series. We got three more episodes. And I'll tell you what, man. I mean, most marriages do go through a lot, but it seems like they had a little bit of extra shit thrown on them. You know, well, it, it would have been hard no when, matter what. Yeah, when you're in that status, you know, they're in spotlight on them and all yeah. the extra stuff that they had going on in between them. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're. that's hard to deal with. He did say one remark, and I can't remember where it was, but he George was talking to somebody, and he's like, yeah, Tammy and her strays <laughs> before, you know? But I really think, yeah. you know, a lot of people say when George sung, he stopped loving her today, was it for Tammy? Or was it for Nancy, yeah. who helped him get sober, who helped him find the Lord? I mean, we will, I don't think the world will ever truly know who he meant that was to in the end, you know, because I know he loved him. I don't think, I don't think he meant it for anybody. He didn't write it. No, he didn't write it. But when you sing it over and over, it it's on his gravestone, of course. Yeah. But if that was my song, as I, I feel like I would have dedicated it to my wife. Now, which one? I don't know. But if you had to pick one wife that he had a relationship with, you know, which one would, would you think that, okay, th- this is who he thinks about when he sings her, you know, when he sings it. I don't know. So. It could have been somebody who wasn't even in the spotlight he was never married to, you know? Oh, yeah, could, some groupie somewhere. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm telling you, I mean, he's a legend, and he's one of a kind, but – Kenny Chesney one time said, you know, you don't always want to meet your heroes. And I, I've met one nope. of mine so far. Actually, I met him twice. And I was really excited. And I'm going to say it just because I don't care. But I was a huge fan of him. Talking about, like, one night I listened to every song that he ever wrote that was on YouTube. Massive fan. And when I met him, he was a complete jerk. And that was Corey Smith. Yeah. You know? I could see that. And I mean, I know that these artists, they're human beings. They're not going to be in a perfect mood all the time. But when you meet mm-hmm. somebody twice and they are, it is what it is. So. Yeah. Anyways, 
that's my wrap on it. I I still stand behind. I think Tammy would have been a massive star. Now would she have been as big as Garth or Shania? Probably not, but she would have been Miranda Lambert, no doubt. Yeah, at that status. Oh yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. I the more and more I get to learn, I don't think George helped her much at all. I mean, she was the brains behind. At least it. not she in the beginning. That showed up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. At least not in the beginning. In the beginning, it seems he just kind of was on autopilot and he wasn't doing anything really. He was just playing his old stuff. And you know, and she he, was the one that was you know, making all the moves, writing all the songs, you know, doing all the, you know, the things that, you know, stars do. She was doing it. He wasn't doing anything. And, so. I, and I really feel like he could have been burned out. I mean, his first hit was Possibly. in 55. She met him in 68. That's 13 years mm-hmm. later. You know, he could have yeah. been burned out, you know, because he's on this Possibly. tractor living the life of, okay, I've done it all. I've seen it all. I'd be perfectly fine with just mowing this yard. Yeah. But she wasn't. Yeah. She was rocking. Right. So, mm-hmm. anyways, we're halfway there, folks. That's all I got. Yeah. Me too. Everybody remember to like, share, uh, rate, review, follow. Join us on our Facebook group and tell your friends. And until then, until next time, hasta mañana.